Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Good morning. And this report's findings are interesting. While we see something positive in younger people drinking at a later age, but at the same time we're seeing major health problems when they do drink. Can you tell us more about the findings, please? Yes, so one of the positive and very welcome findings is that adolescents are starting to drink at a later age. When we compare data to, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, the average 15 and a half year old, 16 year old was drinking. And that's now delayed to 16 and a half, 17 years. And we know that alcohol can have a very detrimental impact on the developing adolescent brain emotionally, cognitively and intellectually. So this delay is certainly a welcome finding. However, for many that do start to drink, they're doing so in a harmful and hazardous manner. In fact, one in every three young drinkers have what's called an alcohol use disorder. And this is a condition that is characterised by an impaired ability to stop or control alcohol use despite adverse social, occupational or health consequences. So it's having a, their drinking is having a very real impact on their lives and they're right. unable to control that drinking or stop drinking. Is there any proof that the reason that younger people are drinking later in life is due to the pandemic and many being stuck at home a lot more for the last two years? Um, Well, actually, we don't really know that, but I suppose um, any of the surveys that we've included in the report about that were carried out during the pandemic showed that overall the majority of young people were actually more likely to reduce their alcohol use or not drink anymore. So there there could be some some truth in that. Um, But it's been a very slow cultural change, the, the delay in alcohol use. Um, And some of it, there's no one definitive reason to explain the the delay, but some of it can be um, suggested as a a byproduct of the digital revolution. So more and more young people are gaming and socialising on social media and they literally don't have time to drink as as much or that their alcohol isn't involved in those kind of activities. We also see that attitudes are slowly changing towards alcohol Uh, Young people are more conscientious about their schoolwork, about their health, and they don't see alcohol as an important aspect of their social life. And there's been a normalisation of non-drinking, and and hopefully what we're seeing as well is perhaps a reduction in peer pressure to drink. They're also very busy with competing activities that don't involve alcohol, such as sports and other extracurricular activities. So there's a lot of different reasons for this delay, but it is very welcome. And that's all very positive, but the data unfortunately highlights an increase in substance-related hospitalisations among young people. Is that because these young people are taking it too far in the amount that they're drinking, or does it go further with drugs like cocaine, of which we've seen, I think, 170% of an increase in that, in, in mm-hmm. an abuse of that? What's your view yeah. on that? Um, so, yes, we, although overall the number of young people are, that use an illegal drug it hasn't really changed in the last five years, so... That's certainly to be welcomed as well, that we're not, we're not getting any worse. But where we're seeing a change is that um, the use of stimulants has increased, and that's cocaine and ecstasy. And uh, we've seen an increase in polydrug use, so that's the use of two or more substances at the same time. And this increase, we'll say in particular in, in cocaine use, has resulted in a very significant increase in the number of young people who receive treatment for their cocaine use as well as an almost a doubling in the number of hospitalizations um, due specifically to cocaine use. 
Mm. So it is certainly a worrying trend. And why is this? Why, why is the emphasis on cocaine at the moment? Is there a trend with drugs? Like you mentioned cocaine in particular there. And we've, we've, we've broadcast on our news programme yesterday, the, on our news bulletins, the, the massive increase in use. Can you put it down? Is it, is it due to trend or what is it? Um, I suppose uh, we don't know from this report um, and I suppose just maybe to use the example of alcohol, we know that two of the key drivers of alcohol use are availability and affordability and perhaps, and I could only be speculating here, but perhaps the same applies to cocaine use. There is increased availability. We know that, you know, that's what it's available so that young people are taking it. Um, it's relatively affordable as well. So perhaps they are two explanations, but it's not something that we've gone into in this report. We would have to directly ask the young people in the surveys, you know, for their reasons for taking okay. the specific drugs. But cannabis has been mentioned in the report uh, and is it, is it, it's been legalised in other countries throughout the world. Does that give young people the message that it's not as harmful as they think? And what are the negative effects of taking cannabis? Um, yeah, you could be right there. Um, and we know that young people have reported that it's very easy to, to get their hands on, on cannabis. But from a public health perspective, this report throughout the consequences chapter of this report highlights the harmful consequences of, of cannabis. We see that cannabis is the main substance for which treatment is required. It's one of the main substances for hospitalizations. And it's also been involved in um, some of the criminal activity behaviour that we're seeing as well, where the substance use has led to a criminal behaviour. So it's not without its harmful consequences. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing a link between mental health and uh, substance use in young people? We certainly are. It's one of the key findings from this report, the correlation between substance use and mental health. For example, we see very high incidence of severe anxiety for, among those with alcohol dependency, that's young adults. We also see that regular cannabis users are six times more likely to report poor mental health. And a very worrying statistic as well is that of young people who died by suicide, three quarters of those young people, 15 to 24 years, had a history of alcohol or drug misuse. So it's, it's, it's the... the, the the association between substance use and mental health is, is very obvious from this report. Can parents, teachers, adults in general, can we do anything to help? And where can we access the information that you shared with us this morning? Yeah, so parents do play an important role and teachers or anyone who's in a, in a position of authority. Um, we see from the report that parental provision of alcohol is one of the key risk factors. So where parents, and however well-meaning they are doing this practice, giving alcohol to their children is not recommended. And the evidence is now very clear, both from Irish data and internationally, that it can lead to risky drinking as well as longer-term dependency on alcohol. Um, They're copying and imitating what we do. So parental substance use is also a risk factor for their child using substances as well as early alcohol initiation. So the earlier they start, the more risky their drinking becomes. Um, Those who leave school early, those who have negative experiences with school, um, as well as uh, personal characteristics um, such as low self-esteem or sensitivity, irritability, anger. These are some of the characteristics that are, are risk factors for um, potential substance use. However, what we do see as a protective effect are 
where the child or the young person reports a warm, close or a strong bond with their parents, where they're uh, able to communicate effectively, that is a protective factor. So those children who report those kind of warm relationships with their parents are less likely to use substances as well as close parental monitoring. So what that means is where the parent is, they know who their child is with in, at evenings, weekends, they're aware of their friends and they're, you know, they're monitoring what they're doing. They're less likely to use substances as well as children who participate in um, extracurricular activities such as certain sports and the arts. They're protective factors to, to, to prevent substance use. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.